Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck, man. I cracked open my beer for the episode. You know what? I, I went with something. I was talking about it at last week, I believe, but I went with a Dank Row IPA from Altamont Brewing out here in, in Livermore, California. And I, I got to say, man, I, I know this is going to bring you back to your Bay times, but it is very sticky icky. I mean, <laughs> sticky icky. It is a Bay Area beer right here. You got to love so, this. So does that does that have cannabis in it? Uh, I, well, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> You're in California, man. You can go, it's like going to the liquor store, right? Yeah, I'm like, uh. Should I say uh, it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dankro IPA. I think the name speaks for itself. Yeah, but yeah. that that that's that's a that's a good uh, a good combo. You might have to smuggle some of those into Texas. Oh, I got you. I got you. They got the it's it's got the Death Row Records look to it, but it says Dankro Records, so it's 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 definitely or Dankro IPA instead of Records. But yeah, no, it, it's actually it's it's legit. They, uh, all to all, man, uh, the the foos would love the beers out here because they got other beers, man, I, that are like specifically f- devoted for Mac Dre. Like they are called like Mac Drizzle Gold. They have all these Mac Drizzle type of. It's like a limited edition like beers that they have now, just literally with Mac Dre with the Golden State Warriors. Jersey Dude, that's on. badass. Yeah. Next time I'm next time I'm out there, we gotta go check this place out. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's not too far, and this one's a uh, six point three percent, so it, it's a, it's a little bit on the the lighter side than what my or our listeners over here are are used to me drinking over here. But gotta say, a little sticky icky. I love it. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, man, if you see me, uh, I, I see you probably see me in the camera here perk in my perch in my back up every couple seconds so uh man so kayla had this bright idea my wife everyone uh that she was going to nair my back um i don't suggest it i have a horrible rash <laughs> do you have that much back hair uh, i mean it's not like bad i got like little patches you know but uh, usually she just like trims it off for me and she's like oh, let me try to nair it this time and i was like all right whatever sure i've never done that before yeah terrible idea don't do it i mean i broke out in a horrible rash I had to go to the doctor so i'm got all kinds of ointment on my back right now and it's pretty nasty so that's that's ridiculous man 
Yeah, yeah. I, I probably either left it on too long or I just had like some sort of allergic reaction to it. So long story short, <laughs> there's not for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, ah, oh man, I, I'm a little speechless over here. I, I can't believe we're, we're going on to some uh, products over here. You know what, people? <laughs> we, we're... Hey, I, this is one of those ones where I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here, and you're probably like, why the hell is Bryson so fidgety? <laughs> I thought when you said you're like perching your back, I thought you're gonna throw out a little Raiders shirt over here and and talk shit to me over here. But hey, I, oh no, we haven't gotten to that segment yet. And man, I got ten bucks out of it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, are we gonna discuss this? I mean, five turnovers. Oh, five. It was bad. So so let let me tell you the last time the Raiders had. I think the stat was the last time the Raiders had four interceptions and two rushing touchdowns you'd have to go all the way back to 1975 against the saints was the last time the raiders have done that so it's been that long since we've had that kind of not only offensive production from the rushing game but defensively i mean we looked we looked pretty fucking good man i mean it ain't hard it ain't hard. I think, I, mean, they, that they, I think they put up 16, 16 points fantasy wise. So that's a if you were uh, you know looking for a, a streaming defense and you were lucky enough to pick up the Raiders defense, I think you uh, you scored big time. And Drew Locke's now like week to week. Not obviously he didn't he did terrible or whatever. But I I don't know who who they're gonna put in there. He's week to week. So that might be a defense that people might want to start streaming because they're they're just kind of in shambles out there. They can't. They can't seem. I, I thought Com- Shermer coming in was going to be something that was good. It's almost like bringing in. It, it was almost like uh, McCarthy bringing in Nolan or whatever. You're just bringing in a friend of yours who's an older coach that is. It's just too predictable. It's it's their offense yeah. is very predictable of what they're going to do, and it they're going to run on first down. Okay, cool. Now they're going to either run again. Uh, if, but if it's most likely second and long two passes kick, like they're, they're three and out. They're probably one of the worst teams, uh, very one dimensional, very one dimensional. Uh, and it's not even teams putting up pressure. Our offensive line is doing really bad right now. So, I mean, it's, that'd be something that, uh, I'm, I'm on the board of let's, let's trade everything away. Let's go get Trevor Lawrence and get something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I I wasn't sold on, on Drew Locke when they were rumoring him to, uh, go to the Raiders. You know, they, they had rumored big time that Gruden loved Locke. Uh, and then obviously we didn't draft him. You guys did. And you know, the rest is history there. But I, I think with, with him, it's, it's not so much that he's not talented enough. I think it's that offensive line, man. He had like zero time. I mean, we're not even a the the Raiders are not even a very good uh, defensive team. Yeah, I think they're twenty sixth in the league in sacks. I could be mistaken, but somewhere in that range. Um, last time I checked, so uh, you know we don't put pressure on people right now. Max Crosby, who has six sacks, has half the team's sacks. We have twelve as a team. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and one of our players has half of those. So I mean, we, we just we don't put pressure on the quarterback, and you know we were we we're making them look pretty bad out there. So I I was very very pleasantly surprised. Uh, was a little bummed losing the bet to you with the Jerry Judy rugs uh, bet we had going on. So Judy did get it more was, uh, receiving close, yards though. in the game. It was it was, but they just didn't utilize rugs like in the second half at all. 
uh, it seemed like he was like a big part of the game plan first half, and then second half they came out and it just didn't didn't go that way for him. They just ran the ball the whole time. Yeah, and I mean Judy didn't catch as nearly as many. I mean he was targeted quite a bit. I mean I think he ended up with seven or eight targets uh, finalized at, at the end of the game and only caught four. Uh, so he he's definitely something I I, I kind of feel bad. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I know rumors are, are talking about possibly uh, getting rid of Philip Lindsay or having Philip Lindsay kind of desperately needing a, a new team to, to kind of start new with uh, versus what was going on. And uh, But that, that we could talk about how shitty the Broncos looked uh, last week more than more than anything. But yeah. Uh, absolutely we probably do go, that all day absolutely absolutely and you love to listen to that shit so <laughs> i tune in for that <laughs> before i get angry and throw my computer everywhere uh break us down with what we're talking about today all righty guys we're gonna come in with the foos clues segment uh going over our injury report uh and also be going over a question in the listener mailbag that i think is uh kind of a good one for people to listen to so a little teaser for for that segment uh, make sure you guys listen in for that question because i think it's a good one um if you guys are on social media instagram and youtube Follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter. Follow us at Fantasy FBBS. And on all podcast platforms, you can follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as always, give a nice little shout out to our, our sound engineer. All right, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back to, as always, our Foose Clues segment over here. Always going in. Uh, with the with the injury report, going through some listener mailbag questions, if if we have enough time, and as always, uh, just some questions to, to just kind of help those newbies and everyone just pass on our fantasy football knowledge and brilliance over here off to off to our listeners. So, uh, foos segment, uh, foos clues, hit us up. That's right, gentlemen. It's the Foos. Back at it again for another segment of Foos Clues. All right, jumping right into that injury report. Uh, again, we're just going to be going over a lot of just kind of the more relevant ones, and there's there's plenty of names out there. Uh, check our social media. We get a little bit more in-depth in, into more of those, those players and keep you updated throughout the week. But, of course, uh, let's go right into those those injuries over here and Bryduck, why don't you start us off uh with the first one which uh got some McCaffrey owners probably pretty pissed here yeah man I mean this is kind of a scary one with McCaffrey because with with a double injury you know happening in the same season you know an ankle now now a shoulder here you know you've got to expect that the coach is going to play it even more cautious like you know, moving into the end of the season, if they start falling out of even being in the playoff race, like even having that little glimpse of hope, um, you know, let's face it, within that division, I think it's the Saints and the Bucks, and I think the Panthers are kind of the odd man out. So, you know, with that said, uh, I could see him play it play it safe. He is listed as week to week. Um, if he is cleared to play in week 11, he's going to have a beautiful matchup against the Lions, um, who have allowed a league high 18 touchdowns to run 
running backs. So whether you have McCaffrey or if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I've got Mike Davis and I'm kind of hoping McCaffrey doesn't play, beautiful matchup. So um, if McCaffrey doesn't go, Davis is a, is a surefire plug-and-play must-start. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely some some good knowledge there, and, and stay tuned a little later on uh, on a little studs and duds there. But uh, go, going into uh, <laughs> to Calvin Ridley now, I'm I'm a CMC owner, and and that just sucked. I mean, it was came back, scores twenty something points, and then boom, hits that injury. Then it was like okay, could be week to week now could be longer who knows they're they're being quite quiet with it but you're you're 100 right with them not being really kind of in that hunt uh for the rest of the season uh, it and with as young as christian mccaffrey is with a double injury like that you're more likely for them to rest him longer so he doesn't mess up anything further wise which we're in week 11 now so we're we're coming close to fantasy football playoffs so mm-hmm. as a fantasy owner i'm just hoping he's he's back for fantasy football playoffs yeah i think that's all you could hold on to for hope at this point is that maybe they sit him a couple more weeks until you know around fantasy football playoffs maybe bring him in the week before um but that's kind of your hope right now because you don't want him to rush him back and then he re-injures it and then they shelf him for the year uh, so you're kind of hoping that, you know, best case scenario, you have enough, an enough depth on your, on your, uh, roster there that you can, you know, kind of plug in some other players until you can get McCaffrey back. But if you can get him back in time for the playoffs, I think you're set to go. And it, they should have just went to their original strategy reports were saying, well, that Davis was going to come in. They were going to go to a series by series committee for both these people coming back in for Christian McCaffrey's first game and we were talking about it and it was like okay well obviously you got Christian McCaffrey so it's not like you're not going to start him you you have to start him he's he's arguably the best running back in the league but I mean they give him 20 something touches or whatever and boom there you go uh mm-hmm. possibly a, a little freak injury of course but uh Davis only had four or five carries that 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 same game and it was like well maybe if you would have played davis a little bit longer or what or more so they should have stuck to their guns instead of again just overworking uh he's a workhorse but i mean shit happens but yeah jumping jumping into uh calvin ridley over here now calvin ridley he's uh he's questionable with with a foot uh, this was something that we were talking about a couple weeks ago uh, when they played the Broncos, and then this last week they had a bye. We we both knew that there was no way that the Falcons were going to play him against the Broncos and with a bye coming up. You don't want to hurt that young stud, so we knew. So it could be he should be cleared to play, and, and it's looking like he's coming close to that, of course. Uh, but Falcons have just that middling potential of, high-scoring Week 11 matchup against a Saints defense. Uh, they're allow- allowing 7.2 yards allowed per pass attempt, which is which is 17th in the NFL. Uh, I mean, that checks in around league averaging in most defensive categories against the pass. So he has a good matchup against the Saints. And again, if you're a Julio Jones owner or a Hayden Hurst owner, or anybody else that's not Calvin Ridley, 
you're you're going to be pretty safe with with your with your person being in there. But Calvin Ridley, as a Calvin Ridley owner in my other league, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, you're gonna. I'm gonna play him if if he's healthy and if he's healthy enough. Because again, it's it's a good matchup. And uh, again, taking two weeks off, um, he he's set for a better comeback than than he was before. Uh, yeah, going and, and and just to touch on that, with a lot of these these players that are sitting out multiple weeks, um, you know, hopefully you have enough enough depth that when these players return, you're poised to make a run for the playoffs. Or, you know, hopefully you've even been able to at the top of that, uh, at the top of that. So, I mean, just just keep in keep in mind with a lot of these players and what's going on with all of these injuries. You have to stay tuned on our waiver wire ads of the week. Make sure you guys are sticking on that, because if you guys aren't adding those players to kind of ride the waters with all of these injuries, you're, you're setting yourself up you know, for failure here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That that's a great point and and kind of going into another one over here that uh, I know I know Foose over here is is struggling cuz he has this one and held quite tightly onto it and actually in my other league I tried to trade uh for Kenny Galladay right before he came back and my buddy's like, "Dude, I've been waiting for Kenny Galladay to come back. I I want to see what he can do." And now he he's like, "Man, I probably should have traded because it's not like he's done much for me because he hasn't been around this season. So, man, I, I tried to trade you for Ridley, and I tried to trade Foose for Galladay. Uh, I'm I'm glad neither of you bid on that one because <laughs> I'd be screwed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are screwed with Amari Cooper, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so let's not talk about that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's this is scary. He's questionable. He's got a hip. It, it's week to week. He has yet to return to practice uh, after suffering that hip injury in, in week eight, likely making it an uphill battle for him to, to suit up in, in week 11 uh, against the Panthers defense that, that's 11, allowing excuse me 7.1 yards per attempt. Uh, it, it would have been a good matchup for, for Galladay going into to this week as well. But it's Galladay's just it's been a hip it's been a hamstring it's been everything you can name of when it when it comes to the lower body Galladay is, it has suffered this year so it, it's an unfortunate thing for Galladay owners this is another one where you're just kind of hoping he can he can make it and and hold on to getting you either in or shows up for fantasy football uh, playoffs but if you're if you're like the foos over here who's in ninth place uh, in our league it's <laughs> it's not looking too good with this guy sitting on your bench for you climbing out the ranks mm. yeah tough 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 uh tough sledding there for foos tough sledding indeed he, he lose again did he score what did he score like 60 points this week <laughs> it, it, it was pretty bad it, it, it was pretty bad him and my wife are are, are down there and my wife is still like but I'll hey. tell you what man Amanda his wife is kicking ass dude her team is her team scares me her team honestly it, scares me. I mean, she she did well with with the Kyla Murray. I mean, who would have known? It's just one of those years, right, where where it's her favorite team. She picked players from her favorite team, and it has panned out, and it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Kyler Murray is on a storm right now. He he came back. What a, what a pass! I'm so glad D Hop got that final touch. Hail Murray! Oh, hail Murray! Hail Murray for sure. That was a that saved me in my other league. 
Yeah, it was pretty wild play. I, if I can be 100% honest with, with you and all of the listeners, I, I had to get this off my chest. Um, when the Bills scored that touchdown at the end of the game, yeah, I, I changed the channel. Really? <laughs> I didn't see the end of the game. Oh, my gosh. What an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and I was scrolling through Instagram, and I happened to scroll across Barstool Sports, who's somebody I follow on there, and the, the they had a, a, a post-up of one of the guys out there who made a $50,000 money line bet on the Bills. And it showed his facial expression from the point when they scored the touchdown there at the end to when they lost and like his facial expression. And it was like 20, 30 minutes later. Right. So I was like, wait, did the Cardinals win? And I went and started scrolling through everything, man. And I saw the play and I was so bummed. I didn't get to see that live because that was insane man absolutely insane there was yeah, like what a fif- game. there was like 15 seconds left in the game i was like oh this shit's over you know i didn't even give him a, i didn't even give him a chance i never do that either but I, I there was another actually it was dinner time and i had to go eat that's what i had to do <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, like man, it was like I... 6 45 i was like okay i'm gonna go eat i mean i can't believe it once again i i i don't start josh allen i i start Deshaun Watson, who who even the week before where Josh Allen had a good game and, and a better game, Deshaun Watson has just been more consistent. He's been yeah. more consistent throughout the whole entire season, uh, whereas Josh Allen started off hot, then he went cold for a while. Now the last two games, uh, he was hot. Now, again, playing against uh, Seattle, which has the worst secondary yeah. in the NFL. Pretty uh, favorable but, matchup. Yeah, Deshaun Watson had the worst game of the season last week i think he got me 14 or 12 or 14 points Jeez, yeah i'll I'll give you a dilemma i have mahomes going against the raiders and i have allen like you just stated um so that's a that's a tough week for me to decide who i want to start you know do i want to put allen up against the seahawks or do i want to put up mahomes against the raiders i think i gotta (laughs) i think i gotta go mahomes (laughs) I, i i think that's a safe bet i can't believe you couldn't trade one of those I know, man. I can't believe nobody wanted Allen. And I wasn't even, like, trying to ask for anything crazy. I, I, I wasn't even going after, like, elite running backs or anything. Like, I was just, like, looking for, like, middle-of-the-pack running backs. But that just goes to show how important running backs became this year because of all the injuries and COVID and everything like that. Um, you know, running backs just became such an asset to teams. I mean, people have running backs on their team that I've never even heard of before. Yeah. Literally never. And I, I follow football very, very closely here, folks. And I mean, some of these players, I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, you know, I've never even heard of this dude. Uh, I mean, you so got Perrion, who's, uh, who's listed as a wide receiver, right? I mean, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you've got, uh, uh, Patterson from uh, the Bears, yeah. who who has a bunch of rushes this year at the wide receiver position. Yeah, um, so it's it's pretty wild to see kind of what what teams are having to do to get creative with the running back position this year. Which is why you don't pay running backs huge money. Yeah, because yep. you can stick a wide receiver back there. And I know I know the Foose is going to be listening to this one and just kicking himself because I tried over and over again to try to give him Josh Allen for Chris Carson the last three weeks and he wouldn't take it 
And now the trade deadline's passed. Now the trade deadline's passed. And let's talk about who he has at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. The next one on the injury list. So, uh, how, how about the next two people? Yeah. So, so, so let's hit the next two people here for you folks. So we've got Drew Brees. Um, so obviously, you know, big news kind of came out on, on Monday in regards to how severe that injury ended up being. Uh, MRI showed a collapsed lung multiple fractured ribs. He had five fractured ribs, three of which they determined were fractured in the week prior in the game against the Buccaneers. So he had fractured his ribs in that game, played this game, got two more fractured and collapsed his lung. Doctors are urging him not to play. They're telling him be very, very cautious with the lungs. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if Breeze you know, sits out for maybe up until week 16, I would think. Um, And then maybe get him back for a game or two before playoff time and hope that Jameis Winston can win, you know, three games of the next five. And then that way you go into the playoffs, you know, maybe a 10 win team, 11 win team uh, and, and see where you can go with it. Right. So, yeah. Kind of scary stuff for for Breeze and and kind of shocking the development that was you know going there going on on there on the uh, sideline between him and, and Sean Payton. Uh, kind of seemed like there was a little bit of an exchange there. Seems like Payton wasn't very happy about Breeze pulling himself out. Um, so I mean, this can't look good on Payton when you're urging your player to go back in, and then an MRI shows the guy has five fucking fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, and you're over here like, hey, get out there, dude. Quit fucking faking it. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Rub some tussing on it. You'll be all right. Man, so, that is yeah. crazy. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty interesting development that happened out there with, uh, with the Saints. Um, I think that division now sways, obviously, in favor of the Buccaneers for the taking. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how the, the rest of this season shakes out, but I think that definitely adds a, uh, a little bit of a hurdle in that, that division. So, and then next up we got, uh, another one from the Foos team. We got Chris Carson. So like you were just, you know, mentioning, we're, we're going on multiple weeks here. Like I, you know, we had mentioned multiple weeks ago that it was going to be three to four weeks. And here you are. Uh, he's missed each of Seattle's last three games. Uh, if he does return this week, it's not a favorable matchup against the Arizona Cardinals defense, who is letting up the 12th fewest fantasy po- points to opposing running backs. Um, so even if he does return, it's still not a super super favorable matchup for you. Um, so and I gotta say, man, they have looked. Everyone talks about Russell Wilson, and I'm a huge fan. Obviously a huge fan. But they are a different team without Chris Carson in that lineup. Yeah, and 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 honestly, like, I don't understand how you go from, like, such an elite offense with a player to just, like, not. Uh, it, I mean, I guess because then you can stack the box and make things make things a lot more difficult, but... I don't know. I, I, I don't see, I guess I've just never seen Chris Carson as like that transcendent talent that, 
you know, really makes or breaks a team. Like when he got injured, I was kind of just like, okay, you know, next man up. Uh, It's not like if you were, when you heard that Christian McCaffrey got injured, you know, it's not that same type of like, holy shit, this is really going to impact that team's offense. I just didn't see him as being that big of a part of the offense, but I mean, maybe there's all those little, little things that he does that, you know, a lot of people don't see like pass blocking, run blocking, you know, protection wise, like maybe calling things out for, for, you know, the things that you can't see uh, through metrics. So they use, a, they use them a lot in, in a screen game and, and just kind of get them out there quick, uh, get them the ball in the passing game as well. They they definitely like to, to use him, but I think it's the unwritten or the unheard things that we don't see with him doing what he does on the field. And Carlos Hyde has looked good while he's been in and serviced Chris Carson, but of course he's hurt as well. So uh, if they may, if they had Hyde, maybe Hyde would be able to pick up that offense a little bit more. But the last two weeks, it, it has been a, a struggle for Russell Wilson and that offense. And I know the Ram, they made the Rams defense look like they were the top defense in the league. And that's a mediocre defense in my mind, besides Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey. You no longer have Corey Littleton, who is who is your best linebacker out there. Uh, so they they looked really bad uh, this last week against the Rams. Yeah, and then uh, last on our injury report is going to be Raheem Mostert. Why don't you cover that one for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll just go over this one real quick. Uh, there were I think a lot of Mostert fans were extremely happy. I was because I picked him up and just put him straight on the IR, hoping that I could at least just get him for playoffs, but. Is it, he was supposed to come back, or rumors had it he was supposed to come back, and 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 didn't this last week. But the the biggest question is, he's not going to be back this week. I mean, if he wasn't ready next, well, they're I on mean, a buy. They're on they're a buy this, this week. Yeah, they're on a buy this week. So uh, they, I didn't think he was going to come back ne- next week. Anyways, it's kind of like or last week. Excuse me. That it's like that Calvin Ridley situation where your team's got to buy the following week. Why bring someone back from IR or from a serious injury just for one week when they could have two weeks of rest? But the biggest question is, as Mozart fans or Mozart owners, what is he going to do when he gets back? The Niners have clearly shown that they will use anyone possible in that backfield. And anyone possible has done quite well. I mean, Hasty's looked good. McKinnon's looked good. Uh, Jeff Wilson has looked good. They've had people that have been back there that have looked good. So who knows if Raheem Mostert even comes back to, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. So look for that one, folks. Uh, let's jump into our, our listener mailbag here uh, is coming with playoffs around the corner. Uh, I know we had some people asking and and we were talking about it over the weekend as well. Uh, that is it a good is it a good strategy? We're in week eleven now. Is it a good strategy to bench a player when you are ahead from from a small margin for for like a later game? So, for example, if you're uh, say you're up three points, uh, I put Antonio Brown because Allen Robinson. You're not taking out Allen Robinson, you jackass, if you're up by three points. But I, I had Myers this last week, and I was up by three points. And it was like, okay, should someone like that, who's kind of a mediocre person right now, who should I bench them in order to secure that win? Or do you just take the risk and just keep trying to stockpile those uh, those points uh, to help your overall points for the season? 
I mean, this is a this is a really good question, and it's actually a, a question that I think it's brought up once or twice a season in, in my leagues where, you know, I'm in, I'm in group chats with all the leagues that I'm in. So, you know, all, all the buddies in each leagues, you know, we're always all, all texting back and forth. And at the end of, you know, Sunday night, if a matchup is super close and a guy's ahead by, say, like two points and they have one more playing one more player playing tomorrow, but their opponent doesn't and they're up by two, the question always comes out, do I pull this player and put nobody in there to avoid the chance of negative points so that I automatically win and I know I'll have a 100% chance of winning? Or do I put them in there with you know the anomaly that may occur that somebody may go minus three points and then be hurt? You know, That would be like yeah. the game starts... You get the ball, you know, five yards deep in the backfield, get blasted, fumble the ball, and injured at the same time. That's like really the only opportunity to go negative three points. But it's happened, and it happened this. It happened this year. Was it Dalvin? No, it wasn't Dalvin Cook. Who was it? It was a pretty, pretty big name running back that went negative points this year. I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, yeah, I. I think I think the the answer is for me there's there's two answers really and I I know that this probably won't help our our listeners and it definitely won't help the uh, listener that asked the question um but there's two two answers here and you have to ask yourself two separate sets of questions so the answer is yes do that uh and you automatically win the other answer to that would be no because at the end of the season it always comes down to points for what for for positioning for playoffs and you have no idea how many times i've seen leagues that have somebody's missed playoffs by points like literally points so if you pull a player and it comes down to the end of the season and you miss playoffs or maybe you miss being one or two seed and missing that bye week over a couple points had you just started a guy um you know i i'd be kicking myself for sure so i'm the type of person that's i'm always gonna i'm always gonna let the 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 player ride i'm just gonna because i want the points um so if in the odd chance that my player goes negative well then shit that was that's that's just bad on me for you know poor management of who i put in that position um but I, i think that you have to put that person in you have to let them play because you have to get those points because at the end of the season, those points do matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's, in my opinion, I, I, I'm a little more on the cautious side. I've taken, obviously, the cautious routes with some of the COVID players and everything like that, where, I, uh, like Josh Allen, uh, earlier in the season, I ended up picking up Minshaw just to, to play the safe route because I didn't know if he was going to play, play or not a couple weeks ago or early in the season. But I, I just think, I think it's too early. I, I'm if I'm looking at week 13 right before playoffs and I just need to secure secure that win I already have or if I'm in first place whatever like it doesn't matter I just don't want to take the loss and even if if I just if I win no matter what whether points or not I'm still still going to do it uh, or still going to get that buy and there's also some leagues right that use it's a stupid way to have it set up, but some leagues will do right. They'll do uh, fourteen week fourteen fifteen as one game, and then week sixteen and week seventeen as your your finals. Right? That's that's just kind of your your four man 
your four-man playoff standard or, or four-man pl- playoff structure, uh, and then you play 14, 15, 16, 17, so you don't even have a bye. So I think it's too early to think that way. Uh, I know uh, we were talking about it, and it was just more of a fact of uh, just just a play on the well, safe side. But Well, like for, for my league, for instance, for, for another league that I'm in, first through sixth place is what's going to playoffs. First and second seed right now are seven and three. Everybody else is six and four. So that's how tight it is in the league. So if you pull a guy and it comes down to the end and you're on this cusp of making it and you have the same record as somebody else, but you fucked yourself and you don't have enough points to override their points, you're going to hate yourself. So... I mean, definitely look at your league, look at points for and and evaluate that and determine whether or not it's a good strategy. Um, but I mean, if, if you're within like in this league, three of the guys are within 20 points of each other. So, I mean, that's a player. That's a player yeah. on a one week play. So you can't you can't pull a player. I mean, it's really that that's going to make or break your positioning for playoffs and who you go up against. Although you could strategize if if you look at that and you're like, if I win and I get this seat, I face this opponent and I don't want to play that guy. I'd rather lose <laughs> or I'd rather yeah. not get that seed and face this guy because I like that matchup better. So that's another thing that you could possibly look at as well so lots of factors here probably a super cloudy answer (laughs) super convoluted and not very clear i'm sorry folks but i mean the the short the short answer is is for me uh no you don't pull the player the short answer for snow is yes you know if 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 it means getting the win you get the win and i'm i'm thinking later in the week so i'm not thinking now uh i'm thinking later in the weeks like our our the the person that's in first in my other league, he's I, I I think he's got one loss, so he's two wins ahead of everyone else. Um, where I'm I'm three losses in in second place, so he's two wins ahead of me, and he's already fifty points ahead of of me, and I'm second in that league for for the most amount of points. So he's already in that good situation to where he just needs to continue to win. And not lose. So someone that's in that type of situation, I I can see. But again, it's still too early. It's week eleven. Uh, playoffs aren't until week fourteen. So don't start thinking this until uh, week week twelve or just even week thirteen as your last game before playoffs. Uh, you you think about this stuff. And actually, to be honest, it's more of you're thinking about this in your fantasy championship game. If if you're up, if you're up by four points. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a no brainer. Exactly. In that circum, in that circumstance, a hundred percent of the time you pull the player. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, again, hit us up with your, with your questions over here. Hit us, hit us up on social media. If we give cloudy answers like Bryduck obviously fucking did over here, uh, (laughs) we will clarify it. Just hit us up. Uh, but let's I'll, just I'll make it just as cloudy, but through text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. People are asking us these questions, so we don't make it cloudy because of our answers through text message. Well, it's because it's because the questions come in and you start, you know, asking yourself the question from both angles and there's, there's, you know, pros and cons, obviously of everything. So you got to kind of outweigh that, you know, live in action as you ask me this question. So you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, and we need we need someone to read over what we're about to say to people and just be like, 
yes, this this is good. No, this is going to leave you in a legal battle. That's going to leave you fucked. <laughs> Just put it on the teleprompter. I'll read whatever's on the teleprompter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined, everyone. But uh, let's just pause here and, and listen to our sponsored ad. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right, all right. Thank you, Bay Breakers, as always, coming in with those uh, sick lids over there on Facebook. Follow them out here on on uh, on Bay Breakers on Facebook. Uh, going into uh, Thursday night, uh, some bye weeks to, to look out for everyone. San Francisco, the Giants, Chicago, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo. That's a that's a big buy with with Josh Allen, with Stephon and Diggs, with yeah, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, Zach Moss now coming out here. If you got Devin Singletary, you might think about dropping him. He's being out-touched. I, I think this last game was like 16 to 8 or whatever by, by Zach Moss. is just starting to kind of take over that backfield in Buffalo. But Thursday night, uh, this is a good one. It's a it's Arizona versus Seattle. It's a rematch from Week Seven thriller that, that was good. Another game that's just packed with fantasy players. Packed with fantasy players. You got Murray. You got Wilson. You got DK. Tyler Lockett. Now, is Tyler Lockett just going to be throwing up 50 points again like he did against Arizona in Week 7? I mean, it's definitely a favorable matchup for the wide receivers from Seattle because I think their running game is going to be hurting. So there's going to be a lot of volume up there for the wide receiver game. Um, So for for Lockett and Metcalf owners, this is kind of a a dream matchup because, like we said, Arizona's defense is, is 12th in the league for... Uh, stopping opposing running backs. So, I mean, that's that's tough sledding if, if you're a running back over there on the Seattle side. So you got to imagine that, you know, they're going to be attacking it through the air. Now, if if Peterson's matched up on, on Lockett and, and, you know, those sort uh, – that safety out there, Buda Baker, man, is just – he is looking great. Yeah, uh, he is. So, I mean, it's – it's not like it's going to be easy yet. You know, the Cardinals have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. They do let up a lot of points, but they are certainly talented. So I, I think that this, you know, is kind of like last week's game where we we anticipated it to be high scoring, but it just wasn't. Um, so that can certainly be the case here. But, you know, for us fantasy owners, obviously, we're all hoping for, you know, 50 plus points from each team. So all of our players can go off. I, I think DK will uh, actually have more points this week than they did last time. I know Tyler Lockett, whoever that offensive coordinator from Seattle was, they saw something with whoever was facing Tyler Lockett. Uh, it wasn't Peterson, uh, whoever whoever it was, but Lockett just went off and had three touchdowns against Arizona that uh, in Week 7. So uh, I, I think uh, there's just some, some good things going on that – you just gotta you, you gotta be able to play and see the matchup, and I, I think Seattle's offense coordinator just did a good job with it. So uh, expect DK to have a better game. Uh, if if I was Arizona and saw how Lockett just destroyed my other corner, I'd probably just leave Patrick Peterson on one side and just <laughs> whoever he's guarding, DK or Tyler Lockett. Uh, it's either way they're gonna they're gonna find it and exploit it. But uh, who do who do you want to beat you more? And but. 
I mean, shit, they're both just, those are, I think they're both top 10 wide receivers right now and just kind of killing it. So, uh, but that'll be a good one. Uh, it'll be an actual fun game to actually watch on, on Thursday night. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, Sunday's lineups, we got some good ones going into Sunday's lineups, um so uh, one to be looking out for uh on sunday actually a couple to be looking out for so one big one's going to be the titans versus the ravens so that's going to be a good game i mean you got derrick henry going up against a, a really solid defense in the ravens um so i think this is going to be that true test of you know power versus power uh, yeah. you know, who, who brings it that day and says, we want it more because you already know what's coming. It's going to be a ground and pound attack and, you know, Henry's coming to town and it's, it's time to go. So I think that this is also one of those games where, you know, both teams really need to make that case for whether they're pretenders or contenders. No, uh, that's a great point. I was just going to say that. Like Great they, point. they really need to each make their own case, uh, which is, you know, unfortunate because one of them will be on the losing end of this or, you know, I guess in the off chance of that there's a tie. Um, and this game, I'm liking Tennessee. I just don't really feel confident with what I'm seeing from Lamar Jackson. I mean, I know he's putting up fantasy points um, and he's been productive enough uh to to keep him in your starting lineups and obviously for those you know weeks where he does boom he can he can certainly he has that in him um but i just think that tennessee's a more well-rounded team i i completely agree completely agree i think Tannehill just he has a a knack for it right now where they're running the ball quite a bit he isn't forcing anything he's not forcing turnovers I think they're just a well-rounded team. Their defense, in fantasy perspective, they're they're not a great defense. They're not going to have a ton of turnovers or, or takeaways, excuse me. But uh, they they just they kind of let everything play to them. They're not going to allow a big play to happen, and they're going to play it safe. They're probably just going to have someone spy Lamar Jackson because I showed you that stat today that Dak Prescott with five games has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson does. Going into week 11. Going into week 11. <laughs> Six weeks later, and Dak Prescott still has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson. Yes. So, yeah, he's definitely on the struggle bus. He's he's definitely on that struggle bus. But And, again, it's a lot of people are like, well, you should have got rid of him. Tread de- deadline's over. You should have just played on that name and had everyone think, wow, wh- why are they trying to give me that MVP right now? Should have listened yeah. to Bryduck and the Snowman and, and improve Unless you have them on your bench because you already have a better quarterback so that doesn't matter or whatever but uh either way uh another one i know you're excited for is uh kc versus the raiders now raiders are the only team in the nfl that is perfect in their divisional games three and oh baby three and three and oh Six, six and three for only the fifth time in the last 20 years. We're proud of it. <laughs> Yikes. Now, the Raiders need to do exactly what they did before. Just control the clock. Keep Casey's offense off the field. That's that's what you got to do. That's yeah. That's how you beat Mahomes. I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what, guys, uh, the Chiefs are going to come in here and rock our shit. Uh, for for a couple reasons, we beat them the first time around, so they've already got that going against them. 
And secondly, there's this new thing that they've dubbed, uh, what did they call this? Uh, Victory lap gate is what they're calling it. Lap gate. Um, So so after the Raiders won that last game, you know, story has it that John Gruden in the uh, team bus did a few victory laps around the stadium before they departed. And Hmm. Andy Reid is not too happy about it. Uh, So I I think Gruden has uh, they asked him the question today and he's, you know, deferred and and said he's not going to get into any of the the stories and hoopla. But there's definitely got to be some 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 truth to that right i mean so i mean you know chiefs players and andy Reid are gonna be well prepared for this game they've got a point to prove and also you don't want your only two losses on the season to be to the same team yeah and we haven't swept the the chiefs i think the last time was 2012 with car with carson palmer if i'm not mistaken so it's oh, been okay. so it's been some time since we've swept yeah. the chiefs uh so I, I you know i i just think that there's too much working against us if i'm a betting man and i'm in vegas uh you know my money's on the chiefs for this one you know just based off of you know all the things working against the raiders now i will say that this is one of those games where the Raiders can make a statement. And if they are able to come out and win this game, not only will they shut up the the critics who said the first time around was a fluke, but they can really position themselves for not just a playoff run, but a fucking Super Bowl run. You beat the defending Super Bowl champs twice in their stadium and your own, that proves you can beat anyone anywhere. And I think that that is going to be a huge statement made if the Raiders can shock the world. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's definitely a great point, And that's kind of exactly what uh, everyone is thinking, that one, you can shut them up, but you can present yourself as, as legit contenders. Because obviously, besides the Chiefs and, and the Raiders, uh, the rest of the AFC West with the Broncos and, and the Chargers isn't very strong. Uh, the Chargers may be able to on paper and have suffered so many losses by single digits and they're a tough game, but all divisional games are tough. So uh, going in, this would be a, a good one, a good win to, to make them prove uh, that they are contenders and, and shut everyone else up. So good call going into uh, into Monday night. Uh, Tom Brady was was saying last time they're on primetime uh, TV they got spanked by the Saints so they're they're looking to make a statement here uh, and actually it is the Rams versus Tampa Bay so uh, definitely a a good matchup uh, with a good offensive team and uh, with with Tampa Bay with a lot of weapons going up against Aaron Aaron Donald, Patrick Ram or excuse me, Jalen Ramsey. So they they got some good matchups that they're gonna have to exploit. I I think this will be a good one. Are you looking for for anyone like like I said last week? DK Metcalf was one of my duds and that I hit on uh, going against Jalen Ramsey. Are you gonna expect that with with Godwin or or Mike Evans or do you think just Tampa Bay's got too many weapons that? the Rams aren't going to be able to cover. I think that this is a good opportunity for Antonio Brown in the slot. That's so I think that the corners, the starting corners from the Rams are, you know, upper echelon, right? So they're going to be able to lock down DK and or uh, uh, Godwin and Evans for the most part. But when 
Brown gets into the game, he's going to be going up against their third best corner. And in this case, I, I think Antonio Brown, if if I'm a betting man, I would say he's probably best better than 100% of the third string cornerbacks in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So if you're putting up Antonio Brown against a third string cornerback on any team in the NFL, I like that matchup uh, all day. Uh, you know, so if you're an Antonio Brown owner, if you were able to scoop him up, I think this is the week where you finally get to see that, that big game from him last week. He had a lot of yards, um, still hasn't put any, you know, really touchdowns on the board, but I think that the volume is there. The opportunity is there. And I think that this week is the week that they capitalize. Yeah, no, good call. Good call. And, and definitely something that, uh, not having Corey Littleton, uh, out there for for the Rams could end up hurting them uh, with with that whoever's in the slot there uh, going into our studs and duds of last week. Bryduck, why don't you announce who the winner was last week? Oh man, I don't even know who won. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even look. Did I win? You you did win, my man. Did you I did win? win. Yeah. I, I actually got a I got a W. We didn't get a tie. Yeah, it was actually I like a W. It. I like it. I like it. Well, that's uh, that's another win for the win column, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have just hit on Zach Moss or Philip Lindsay, it, it would have been. You know, when when Melvin Gordon went down, literally, I think that was like the first play of the game, second play of yeah. the game. I I, I was like. Fuck, Snow's gonna get Lindsay for an entire game now. <laughs> and I was like, he's definitely gonna hit on this one. And then Gordon came like right back and I swear I thought Gordon tore his Achilles. It, the it way he the way he fell down and grabbed his like mid calf and threw his leg in the air, I was like, that is that's gotten Achilles, you know, written all over it. Um and then he just like got up and walked off the field and came back in the game and played the rest of the game. I'm like, what the hell was that all about? So maybe it was a maybe it was a cramp. I don't know. Was, did, did they ever say like what happened? No, they didn't. Yeah. They very, just kind of kept it quiet. Very strange. So yeah, that, that was a strange one. But uh, jumping in, <laughs> jumping into our duds here. So first, at dead of the week, guys, I'm gonna go with Zeke Elliott. So he is projected to put up 18.23 points against the Vikings. Um, he's only scored. 25.30 points over the last three contests combined now that w- that was a good call minnesota's defense is actually starting to come around and, and be they look a, good a they look defense. good monday night yeah against the bears they look damn good i mean yeah. let's face it the bears offense is horrible but <laughs> i mean still they looked good I'm pissed you took Zeke. I, I want I wanted to get him, but first to the trigger. First to the trigger. Next up, I got uh, hey guys. I I I threw James Connor as my stud of the week for three weeks in a row. So fuck James Connor. He is now my dud of the week. <laughs> Should have put him on my dud of the week for three weeks in a row. So if you're a James Connor owner, this is surely the week you fire him up because now he's gonna fucking go off. Uh, <laughs> but he's projected to put up 12.95 points against. Against the Jags, he's only surpassed his projected points in three of nine contests this year. So that is horrible. Um, if you're looking at the projections for for James Conner right now, you know pretty much like 66 percent of the time it's wrong. Uh, so that, that's that's pretty terrible for you. Um, 
I don't like the opportunity for for James Conner here moving forward. I think Snell is starting to get some touches and yeah. if you remember early on I that week 1 game when that weirdness happened with James Conner and Snell came in and looked really good, I think that's when Snell shines. When defenses don't game plan to stop Snell and he comes in to spell Connor, that's when he shines. So I, I anticipate them to start kind of doing this more share 50-50 type ordeal. And uh, if you're a James Connor owner, you definitely don't like the sounds of that. No, I mean, James Connor's looked like shit the last two weeks. And it's just like, man, you've looked like shit and Pittsburgh still is undefeated. They I mean, are they are the worst nine and zero team I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they really they really are offensively. It's not like they're doing amazing things. There's I mean, nothing. Defense, they haven't done anything to like really show me that, that they should be nine and zero. I mean, if it wasn't for that Cowboys game where the Cowboys shit the bed, and uh, God, I can't even remember the other game where the refs just gave it to them. But I mean, th- there's a couple games where they shouldn't even have won. So yeah, you know, not to hate on the Steelers, you're nine and zero. You deserve it. You know, you you you've earned that nine and zero. Stand by it. But I mean, if you look at the talent fantasy wise there's just nothing that jumps off the board to you on this on the offensive side of the ball that you're like i've got to have that guy on my roster you know Uh, agreed agreed who's your last dude my last dude is gonna be michael thomas so obviously breeze gets injured Bucks Michael Thomas. He's projected to put up 19.87 points. Yeah, right. Uh, Jameis Winston's coming in, and he's going to shit the bed. Uh, or he might go out there and eat some W's. Um, <laughs> so who knows? You guys didn't get to see that because you're not on camera, but I'm eating the W like Winston did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he looked just as retarded as you can imagine. As Winston. Um, <laughs> un- and there's unknown continuity between Winston and Thomas here. So, you know, we really haven't seen much of that product on the field. Now, I will say when Winston came in last week, I was texting a, a buddy of ours who's a Niner fan, and I'm like, Winston, six for six, man. Like, what's going on here? So, so, uh, and the Niners aren't, you know, a, a bad defense. They've got a lot of starters injured, but they're still a pretty, pretty good defense. And, I mean, he came in and went six for six right off the bat. Didn't really have to do much. They just kind of had to hold the game together till they won. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what Winston can do moving forward. I, I mean, I like Sean Payton with quarterbacks a lot, so maybe he can, you know, real James Jameis Winston back get those interceptions off the board keep that high volume of production up um and he can be a, a really good steal for somebody needing a quarterback right now uh I've, Jam- and, I mean look at Teddy Bridgewater he's having a great season with with Carolina yeah and, and that's a good point when when Bridgewater came in for Breeze last year Bridgewater looked good Exactly. So, so Peyton could make Winston look damn good. And let's not forget, folks, Jameis Winston finished top five quarterback in the NFL last year in fantasy football. So yep. let, let's not forget that. You know, he he may have thrown 30 interceptions, but he still finished top five in the entire league <laughs> for fantasy football for quarterbacks. So if if you need a quarterback right now, man, Jameis Winston could be your saving grace. 100%. 100%. Going on, on to my duds, I also have have Michael Thomas that was our our one our one equal pick this this week and completely agreed he just he just hasn't looked the same it doesn't look like he's fully healthy out there and uh I mean they just I don't know Michael Thomas uh I mean Sanders no one did shit last week and and they still 
they still beat the beat the Niners. But Alvin Kamara is just having a, a hell of a year for, for the Saints. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, so, uh, Michael Thomas, yeah, 19, 19 points. That's a lot of points. Uh, only wide receivers that I think hit in that almost on a week-to-week basis right now is really just Devontae Adams. And Hop. Uh, and Hop. Uh, and DK Metcalf coming close to, to doing that. But uh, my, yeah. my next one, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go DJ Moore. I know you went with DJ Moore Man, last week. Man, he fucked week. me last week big time. <laughs> I think he had that in, like, I think he I think he beat his projection in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Woke, woke up the beast. He was dead. The guy was dead for, like, four weeks in a row. And, yeah. then, and then all of a sudden just has, you know, the game of the year for himself. So that sucked. Yeah, uh, and just... I mean, who knows with Teddy? Uh, PJ Walker may actually have to have to play, right? We we are unsure with with Teddy Bridgewater what what is going on and if he's going to have to be sitting out this week. And if you have PJ Walker in there, uh, I, I'm not I'm not betting on any of those any of those weapons besides uh, Davis just getting the ball almost every single time that game. Now, now now let's not let's not just gloss over this, folks. Do you do you know who PJ Walker is? Yeah, so- he came from the UFL. He did, and man, did he look sick! Yeah, no, he was. He, he looked. Was, he looked damn good. What, he was. He was playing. Was he, um, he was playing for the Houston Roughnecks. Houston, yeah. And for the XFL. I, be, I believe yeah. when they canceled the season, I want to say they were undefeated at the time. I could be wrong. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was on the mark for for being the MVP. Yeah, no, for sure. Like he was the high. He was the. He was the one bright spot of that league. Uh, there was a couple, but he was like really like the the one shining star that you know came out of that that league. So you know, I I I I like PJ Walker a lot. I actually uh, followed him pretty closely, you know, because I got got into uh, that that league out here so as a, uh, with the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. Um. So you know, I kind of jumped on the wagon. Uh, so I was following him pretty closely, and man, he looked sick. So, and you know, let's and the not... Renegades head coach just went to Kentucky. What was that? So um, the uh, Dallas Renegades head coach, he's now oh. coaching over at Kentucky. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, so I mean, th- that that's that's somebody that I think could could still be serviceable, but yeah, continue on. Sorry. No, I I completely agree, and we'll see we'll see what actually ends up happening here, but uh, we'll we'll definitely. <laughs> He's supposed to, DJ Moore is supposed to have 14.91 points. Uh, just again, uh, DJ Moore's boomer bust. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, they're getting more of the targets and the volume out of the Carolina offense. Uh, DJ Moore is a very boom or bust pick. He shouldn't shouldn't be starting for you unless you're completely desperate. But uh, my third and final one here is Miles Sanders against Cleveland. Uh Cleveland Cleveland's actually pretty tough there in the front seven. Uh they're they're not bad. I mean Miles Garrett is is leading the NFL in sacks right now. Uh but also on top of that Cleveland does a good job of controlling the game and just slowly eating at that time of possession with their two running backs and and kind of getting ahead. So uh Miles Sanders is projected to have 17 points and that Philly offense is just garbage i mean they are garbage carson Wentz just looks terrible so uh miles sanders again last time i picked miles sanders he ended up scoring 44 points so uh if if you're if you're a miles sanders honor don't blow us up on instagram and say i'm an idiot just thank me for 
for picking him so you can score a shit ton of points. But who are your studs, Braddock? Yeah, so I got Josh Jacobs uh, as my number one stud who's projected to put up 14.41 points versus Kansas City. Uh, Scored 22.5 points their first match around. Um, So this is one of those matchups that... You know, I think favors Josh Jacobs in terms of Kansas City kind of letting up a lot of points and a lot of yardage in games. Um, so certainly a, a, an opportunity there for Josh Jacobs to to have a, have a big week. Um, and I think that's kind of a low projection, you know, obviously with what he did last week and what he's been doing. Um, I think he's third in the NFL in rushing yards right now. So he's, he's having a hell of a season kind of quietly. Um, and not a lot of people are, are talking about it. So uh, my next one up is going to be Patrick Mahomes. So always going to QB against the Raiders. Oh, He's got to go with the QB against the Raiders and not to mention uh, Patty Mahomes in their first matchup around scored 34.7 points. Um, so with a projection of 30.52, I, I, I think that, you know, he can certainly repeat that uh, production because uh, I watched that game obviously very closely. He had a not not a good game at all um, and still put up 34 points. So if he puts up the type of game that we we all are accustomed to watching him do uh you know i think i think patrick mahomes definitely blows 30 points out of the water i almost picked him as well so that's a good pick uh, oh did you now see see yeah. great minds think alike and then my third one up is going to be aaron rodgers so aaron rodgers is only projected to put up 23 points which to me is just an asinine low number uh I know it's Indy and they've got a good defense, but he he surpassed his point projection on seven of nine contests this year. So, you know, put him out there nine times, seven times this year, he surpassed that point projection. So he, for whatever reason, the analytics keep projecting him lower points than what he keeps putting up. Um, And it's been in his favor and he's having a hell of a year, obviously. Uh, But they keep, you know, projecting him at lower points. And I I think he blows that one out of the water. So those are my three studs of the week. Good, good ones. Good one. So my, my first one is Kyler Murray. Uh, We just talked about how bad Seattle's secondary is and how much Kyler Murray's actually throwing the ball quite a bit. He's projected to have 27 points. So Patrick Mahomes with 30, me picking Kyler Murray with 27 points. We need them to score plus three to be able to hit these. We're picking some some high number of people here, uh, but that just kind of shows you again our confidence in uh, Patty Mahomes or Kyler Murray over here going up against uh, some two shitty defenses uh, and and should have those successes right there. Uh, my next one is uh, Davis, uh, Mike Davis from, from Carolina. Now, uh, without Christian McCaffrey, uh, with P.J. Walker, uh, he's only projected to have 14.0 points. And I think besides the, the last two contests before Christian McCaffrey came back, I mean, he's he's averaging 16 to 18 to, to 20. He's up there. He's 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 a good back for for Carolina. And I think without CMC, uh, we've we can obviously see that Carolina loves to, to lean on their running back. So I think uh, that that'll be a good one with with only 14 points projected. Uh, my last one is and I went down in the deep end right here. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb has actually had a very, very good rookie season. Uh, someone that we didn't think would would be able to 
go right in there and have this much success with Gallup uh, and uh, with, with Schultz with now. But uh, just we didn't know how, how he would play in as a rookie, and we were literally confused of why they picked someone up, and now they have two thousand yard receivers uh the the year prior now adding cd lamb well cd lamb's actually had a very good rookie season uh, as a wide receiver and he's actually averaging he's averaging over seven targets a game which is way better than michael gallup which is better than schultz uh which is overall with cooper yeah on mark with cooper uh cooper's slightly ahead of that overall in the season but even when andy dalton went down and and with Dak went down, uh, he was still leading the team in targets. So I, lo- I, I love your note here to chime in. Andy Dalton is back, not saying much. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not saying much. I didn't even say that. Thank you for reading my notes for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not. I'm I'm glad I picked Dallas when I did for the Survivor League uh, because there was yeah no no picking them uh, and. I ended up switching to Green Bay this week. I didn't go with the Saints, but I, I switched to Green Bay, pulled that one off, still in it. Only 10 people left. I, I'm, I got to go the Chargers this week against the Jets. Just Well, I like your, I like your, uh, I like at least one of your studs of the week. So that's in, that's in your favor, uh, for, for, for you to have at least one this week. And then, yeah, absolutely. Um, considering you, you missed on all three last week. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't pick studs. I can pick some duds though. I, I think, I think it's harder to pick the studs to be completely honest. Um, it's easy to pick the shitty guys for some reason. You're like, you're going to suck. Uh, but I mean, literally with the survivor league, man, chargers versus jets, that's gotta be an easy win. You've got it. That's gotta be a easy go for you. So what's it down to now? Six, seven teams left. 10. 10 teams left okay Ten, so you're, including man. myself yeah i wonder how many people have left the chargers probably a lot so probably, uh, probably everybody in the league gonna take take the chargers this week probably this last week was like the only week where it was down to two half the league chose the saints half the league chose green bay it's gonna come down to whoever gets to keep picking the teams against the jets <laughs> yeah yeah that's coming, who's coming gonna win close. the pot yeah yeah no absolutely my next one my next week might have to be uh the Saints versus the Broncos. Mm. Well, we'll see. But I just finished my sticky ickies over here and uh, from Altamont, Cal- Livermore, California over here. So why don't you hit us up with those closing remarks? Alrighty, guys. If you're on social media, Instagram, YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS on all podcast platforms. You can follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Uh, make sure you guys are on there on our social media pages, though, following along uh, as we update throughout the week on uh, injury reports and also our waiver wire picks of the week. Um, you know, all, obviously, any other relevant news that pops up during the week, we're always posting. So make sure you guys are following us on there. Uh, next episode, of course, we'll be going over Foose Clues and the uh, injury report and studs and duds. Uh, as always, thank you to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Thanks, damn, guys. Damn. Peace out. What's up? How you doing? Can I speak with you a moment? G-minus grip, Super Nick, Shane is on it. Deliver lyrics clear, send them straight to your ear. PMC is here even though we don't appear.